peace be with you in Jesus' name. We celebrate good words from God by getting to know the character and personality of Jesus. Our words become guided by his eternal word. He is the word, sacred, glorious, the eternal word that we celebrate in our worship together now. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. From Psalm 31. Be strong and let your heart take courage. All who wait upon the Lord, trust in your God. Make your face shine upon your servant, O Lord. Save me in your steadfast love. We confess to our God our sins, O Lord, eternal word. Our words fall short of your desire for our lives. We are hasty with our words and careless with the feelings of others. We have hurt others with our words and caused pain, even for those we love with things we have said. O God of grace and mercy, forgive us. Be with us. Give us your wise words of compassion and grace. Amen. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all of your sins as a servant of Christ and by his authority. I forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As Paul says to the Philippians, having received the forgiveness of Christ, take these words to heart. The peace of the Lord be with you. Let us pray. Blessed Lord, open our ears to hear your word of truth. Help us to speak your grace into the lives of others. Fortify us with honest hearts to call upon your name with praise and thanksgiving and to honor the people around us with your love and kindness through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. As we celebrate God's good word, we turn to the epistle of St. James, chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. James speaks about the tongue. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although a ship is so large and driven by strong winds, the ship is steered by a very small rudder 
wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by just a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, sea creatures, are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. This is the word of the Lord. Well, thanks be to God. Our Holy Gospel is from the Gospel of St. Mark, the ninth chapter, beginning at verse 14. Glory to you, O Lord. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about, he asked. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has he been like this? Oh, from childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for him who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, 
come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. The boy looks so much like a corpse that many said he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet, and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we drive it out? And he replied, This kind can come out only by prayer. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God made life a lot more interesting and exciting by giving us words. Words are so central to our Father's goodwill that he introduces his Son Jesus to us as the Word. The Word that was there before any other word. He is pure word. He is sacred word. He is the ultimate word of authority. He is the loving word of compassion and grace. All other words bow to his glory the Word of God. And, well, that's really quite amazing and wonderful because even small words have power. Consider a little word like end. With just that one small word with three letters, end, you can connect two things together like truth and goodness. So even just a small word like end can be of great significance. And then, of course, there are 
words that uh, carry the fire of a big idea in them. Words like soul or spirit. One such word like soul or spirit can fill countless books with unending words and ideas. But there is only one word in all the universe, the pure and powerful word that is God himself. Only he can just speak a word and it becomes a real thing, maybe even a living thing. Well, this is what we find Jesus doing. As he traveled around the mountain villages north of the great fishing lake of Galilee, a crowd of people are arguing. Words are flying in different directions without really accomplishing anything. Arguments can be frustrating as words sometimes seem to create just more tangle. This crowd is drawn to Jesus as he shows up, and he invites them to explain the whole thing to him. Well, the story really starts several months before this. Jesus had sent his 12 disciples out, two by two, and he had given them authority over evil spirits. When they came back, they were excited to report to Jesus that they had been able to drive out demons and they had healed many people of their sicknesses. Speaking words of authority in Jesus' name? But now it seems, well, Jesus' disciples had tried to drive out the dark spirit in a boy that had been brought to them, but they could not do it. So, what was this crowd arguing about? Had the disciples been a little too overconfident, a little too cocky? Had they made a promise that they could not keep? There's this father who had brought his son with hopes that had now been disappointed. Were they arguing about a theological point like, why do some receive healing but not others? What would Jesus say? Sometimes... Jesus' words can be so surprising. It's as if we are standing right beside him, but he's looking at a whole different scene than we are. With just a few words, Jesus completely reframes what is going on. It's a crowd of people in the street before him, but Jesus speaks to them as if he is speaking to everyone in the world at once. And yet, at the same time, his words touch on something that touches a very deep part 
of every one of us listening. Do we believe or not? Jesus is asking. What do I need to do? Jesus is asking. What do you need to see? What do you need to feel? What do you need to hear before you will believe? Jesus knows that every one of us will say, Well, Jesus, hey, one more miracle wouldn't hurt. What about just one more miracle? Jesus, the man who is God. Jesus, our God who has become one of us, has a compassion and a love that is absolutely endless. Bring the boy to me, he says. As soon as Jesus sees the boy, he wants to hear the story of what the boy and his family have been struggling with. So, well, how would you tell Jesus the story of your life? What words would you choose to tell him of the challenges and the triumphs? Could you find words to describe to him your feelings? He might listen to your whole story and then ask you a single question. So have you been able to believe that your God is with you through everything? However softly the man said it, Jesus has heard the small word, if, in what the man has told him. But if you can do anything, Jesus, take pity on us and help us. That small word, if, is very significant to Jesus. It marks for him where we imagine the boundary of God's strength and love is. And Jesus will not accept the limits of even this small word, if. Jesus is the word that became flesh. He is the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So says the disciple John, from the fullness of his grace, we receive one blessing after another. Jesus looks now at this one quivering, exhausted man, and Jesus tells him, there are no ifs for me. Everything is possible for him who believes. Jesus says, everything is possible for him who believes. Well, what do we say to that? What words could we find? 
This man before Jesus manages to come up with a few words. And they just might be the most amazing and authentic thing any mortal creature like us could ever say to Jesus about our faith. He says, Jesus, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. With these words, this man speaks for each of us. Our life of faith is a journey we take only by prayer. Remember the words of this man, and you will remember that faith does not have to be a perfect thing to be very real. By faith, yes, we explore the limits within us, reaching for him who has no limit at all. By faith, we send our hopes and our needs out to God as best we can. We put ourselves before God just the way we are, imperfect, flawed, but so wanting our God. We join the crowd that is running towards Jesus, and we get there just in time. What's Jesus saying? What is he saying? He is speaking words commanding with authority the world of the spirits. Jesus is closing doors and opening doors with his words. And he uses the word never. Now there's a powerful word. If ever there was a word for God alone to use... Well, it could be the word never. Jesus uses that word never in all sorts of amazing ways. He said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never be thirsty. When Jesus' friend Lazarus dies... Jesus tells Lazarus' two grieving sisters, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. <laughs> Do you believe this? Jesus asked those two sisters. And Jesus is asking each of us this. Everything is possible for him who believes. And with this man standing before him, well, we say, Jesus, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. So, that was quite a day. Well, after the whole mysterious day had unfolded, 
And now Jesus was inside with his disciples for the evening. They had probably had some dinner, maybe some olives, some bread, some fish, maybe a little wine. Now, now they wanted Jesus to unfold for them the whole mystery of what had happened that day. And Jesus was perfectly content to leave it all as something of a mystery. But he wanted one very powerful word to hang in the air. Prayer, he says. It's really just all about prayer. <laughs> With this one word, Jesus invites all of our words. The one who is pure word, sacred word, the final word of authority, the liberating word of salvation, the loving word of eternal compassion and grace. He will hear us as we pray for his good word of blessing. Good and faithful Father, in the name of the pure and sacred word that is Jesus, your son, we ask your blessing. In the strength and love of your good word, bless us with faith and hope and trust. Bless us with your living spirit, that we may always and forever hear your good and living word. In Jesus' name, may we be so blessed. Amen. I invite you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, from thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We worship God with our offering. I invite you to send your offering to our church by mail. Thank you. Bless you.
us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. We praise and thank you for all of your many blessings. Bless us with your spirit that our words may be filled with peace and goodwill because we know you are with us. Keep us, O Lord, from speaking words of anger, division, and hate, that we may speak good words seasoned with your grace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Help us, O Lord, to feel the healing power of your word, that we may rejoice to share with others the healing and sustaining word of the cross of forgiveness and grace we have heard in Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Build within us confidence in your gracious word to heal division, to unite the diverse, and to spread harmony and concord. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O Lord, may there be peace among the nations. Bless all who make, administer, and judge our laws, that everywhere the weak may be protected, virtue encouraged, and justice and freedom prosper for all. Bless especially those who guard our freedom here and throughout the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We ask, good Father, that you would bring healing to the nations. Healing, Lord, bless those who especially need your care, that all who cry to you in their need may know the full consolation of your healing and sustaining love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O great, eternal word, we thank you that we can know the personality and character of Jesus. May the Spirit of Jesus be with us in heart, mind, body, and soul, both now and forevermore. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Lord, we ask your blessing for those we name before you in our hearts. In the name of Jesus, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Great and loving God, hear us as we pray in the words that Jesus has taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Lord our God, thank you for giving us your good and eternal word of hope and salvation in Jesus Christ our Lord. 
We pray, help us to use our words well. May our words give you glory. Be with us and abide with us, O eternal word. Bless us in your living spirit. In your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.